What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back. Today, I have a really exciting guest. I have Preston Conrad on the show, and I know that you are going to love this episode. There are so many takeaways, so many golden nuggets, if you will, so many moments to just really inspire you. So Preston is a Gosh, he is so many, so many things. Uh, He is a guy in New York City who really embodies being a lifestyle guru, if you will. Uh, And I know that sounds like a very odd term, but he just, he really is a lifestyle guy. He knows how everything about fashion and shares it on his Instagram accounts. He has recently created his own Preston Conrad at home. And so you can buy candles that he's created for your home, uh, which is evolving into so many other things. And you can see him often on, you know, Good Morning America and Access Hollywood and the Wendy Williams show sharing lifestyle tips, tricks, hacks, uh, fashion things, all types of stuff. But here's why we had him on the show. Because, you know, as I mentioned at the very beginning of starting this podcast, this is a podcast about what is possible in your life, in your life. So I share kind of what got Preston today, uh, to who he is and kind of where he started. And that's what it's all about is knowing that these shiny, perfect, beautiful people that we follow on Instagram all have a story, that they have this, this place that they, their starting point where they jumped off from. And I think it makes everything in our lives feel more possible and more feasible when we know, when we're not looking at everyone's finished product all the time, and we know that they started from somewhere and they worked really, really hard to get to where they are. And so today I'm going to share just a little piece and a little part of Preston's story. And so let's get into it. All right. I am so excited for today's guest. I have Preston Conrad in the house. Hey. Um, <laughs> hi. <laughs> you are so, 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 so many things and wear, I feel like, so many different hats. Uh, and I absolutely adore you. I love following you on Instagram. I love all of the things that you post. And while I feel like so many of the things that you do post are catered towards men, I feel like I learn so much when I follow you about fashion, specifically about just little lifestyle trips and or uh, tricks and tips. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I love following you. Oh, thank you. You know, it's funny. I um we we can get into this later, but it's like looking at my analytics of my Instagram. It's obviously a lot of men follow me because I'm a man and I wear men clothes most of the time. And I want more ladies to follow me. So I love hearing that because, you know, launching a home brand, females um, are quite often the purchase maker and the decision makers and the taste makers, to be honest with you. Um, But I love that. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Yes, of course. Um, Yeah. So kind of what today is all about is, you know, this podcast specifically is 
you know, it's like taking the person and all that they've accomplished and all they are accomplishing and peeling back those layers to kind of remove the filter, if you will, and understand like who is Preston Conrad before you've succeeded at doing all of these things. You have your own candle company now. You are launching Preston Conrad at home, which like to me already sounds like, hello, Target, have you called yet? Like, are we getting oh you in God. there? From your lips to God's ears, I'm going to say that right now. I mean- Oh, I'm manifesting it. <laughs> like Preston Conrad at home, hello. Just has a beautiful ring to it. Um, so, and I have one of your candles as well. I bought it like the first week it came out. Early adapter. And you're also like a regular on the Wendy Williams show and you have hosted red carpets and you're like that guy when it comes to fashion. But I, I find you also to be super relatable and, you know, all of these, these things that are so awesome about you that you've created. And I think a lot of people from the outside would be like, OMG, like how, how has he done that? Oh my God. That's such a loaded question, how? Because it's been such a hustle. First of all, before I talk about me, I want to congratulate you on this because you are a builder and an inspirer. And so many people in New York just coming to know you from your fitness world um, have been inspired by you. So this is like the perfect next step for you. So congratulations. This is major. Very kind. Thank you. But um, how is a good question. You know, I've lived in New York I don't know, 15 years now. Um, And I grew up on a small farm in Pennsylvania, um, you know, an hour or so outside of Philadelphia, which I was close enough to a city, but I actually never went into the city. I mean, I was farm kid through and through. Um, Average middle-class, regular working-class family, right? Like my mom, my dad, my stepdad always worked my whole life, multiple jobs. Um, We didn't have tons of disposable income. We had horses, we had a pig, we had dogs. I mean, it was full country life. And I, I started working when I was like 12. I mean, what was your first the, job? my first job was when I was 12 working at an apple orchard, weighing pumpkins and apples. Um, and I could work when I was 12 because it was technically a farm job. So I don't think there was like a minimum age requirement or something. So they would, I would show up to work. They would wheel me out to the middle of this field on a tractor, dump me off with a scale, a calculator, a cash box, and like tons of bags. And I would, people with the tourists would come and like pick apples and I would weigh them and ring them up. And then that was my very first job. And I, I worked every job you could imagine from that day forward. Like I was paying for my own yearbooks in school. I had to buy my own car. If I wanted to go on a field trip, my parents were like, we want you to go, but you need to make the money. Um, so I was a janitor at my high school. I was a waiter. I worked at Blockbuster Video. I cleaned toilets at the high school. Like I did anything and everything I could do to make money, to propel myself forward, ultimately to go to college and to kind of get out of this small town and go to a big city, which is when I went wow. to Boston for school. Wow. Yeah. I See, I feel like so. this is why... I started a podcast for that exact story. This is literally why, because I feel like, you know, as I mentioned, like I follow you on Instagram and and it's like, th- that's what this world is that we live in. And it's so crazy because we each follow our own people in our bubble that we, that we look, you know, follow their content. Right. And it's like, you don't know these stories. Well, that's, and you that's see the this guy, 
Right. It is the problem. And that's like why I love doing this is because like you see this guy who's so polished and feels it looks from the outside like it's like this New York City guy who has it all going for him, who has it all figured out. Oh but it's God. like, no, like, it. it takes time to become an overnight success. It takes so much time. It takes so much effort. And, it, and, and, and sometimes these humble beginnings are just like these incredibly beautiful stories about, you know, how we become who we are. Well, it's really, and that's so true. And like humble, I mean, it's, I found myself in the fashion world accidentally, to be honest with you, right? I went to like, all I knew growing up was that my mother was always creating beautiful things like sewing drapes or making me clothes or taking me to like Kmart to find something cute. Like I was always surrounded by this like beautiful life, no matter how much or little it cost that I was inspired by. And and, and, it, and it, I knew I wanted to do something creative. I never thought I was going to work in fashion. I thought I was going to break out of this little town and be a TV star. And that was like, or an actor or, or something like that. And that's all I knew I wanted to do. And I moved to college and got into an acting school. I didn't do the acting program. I went to Emerson in Boston. Um, but I did marketing communications and television. And, you know, I, I learned how to read a teleprompter hosting like, good morning, Emerson's morning talk show for like the, the college. And like, and I worked retail. Um, I worked at the Gap. And then I was recruited when I worked at the Gap to work for Ralph Lauren. And um, this guy came behind the cash register and was like, we love your attitude. We've been watching you. You're so vibrant. Like we're opening this new store. Come work for us. I'm like, sir, you're going to get me fired. I need this job. I have to pay for my school. You have to leave. And he came back the next day and he was like, told me he was the chief of staff of Ralph Lauren. He was recruiting for a new store and they were going to fly like 10 college kids to New York that night to meet Ralph and launch this brand. And I left with this stranger and I went on the plane, flew to New York. It was like one of my first times being in New York city. And that was the, that was what changed my life. I mean, that's when I started working for Ralph Lauren in college. And then I graduated on a Monday and was working in New York on Madison Avenue by Wednesday that week and was staying with friends on our couch in Connecticut and commuting in just to like keep up appearances. And that's how I got into fashion accidentally. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm good at this. Maybe this could be a career for me. And, you know, it's just wild when you think back on, on how little things can change the course of your life in like a heartbeat. Wow. That is an incredible story. Thanks. And was these crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like I have a lot of moments like that in my life too. And it's like, you got to sure. take these leaps of faith and you just, you just leap. You're like, okay. And I think it's a lot of, a lot of it is how it's the relationship that you have with yourself. A lot of times it comes down to, because it's like, okay, your intuition is always talking to you. It's whether or not we are in a position to listen to our intuition. That's so funny you say that because, so I just, I'm coming to you, I'm talking to you from our new studio space. So it's Preston Conrad studio. It's half office, like the back half that I'm in now is the office. And the front half is a retail space for my brand. And, you know, I, a friend of a friend knew someone who had this store before and like DM'd me one day, I'm leaving a WeWork like defeated. I went on the tour. I'm like, oh, how is this one little chair so expensive? Like I can't move my team in here. My team's only like two people, but I was like, how, how can we work in this office? And then at that moment, someone DM'd me about this space. And to your point, it's all about intuition. Like I came home that day and I told Matt, I'm like, I'm going to take this space. Like I knew in my heart it was right. I knew in my heart it was right to start sharing my life on Instagram 
and that became part of my career. I knew it was right to get on that plane with that guy and fly to New York when I was in college. Like I've always been very in tune with um, my gut, right? And I just feel like that has been something that I'm just ever, I'm so grateful for because I know a lot of people that are like so wishy-washy and they get too in their head and I, I don't know where it comes from. I think it might come from my parents and my mom, but I've just, I know what's right or what it feels right at the time. Have I made mistakes? One million percent. Um, but I course correct, I get out of that situation and I start something else. And I think that's been a key to my, my success is just, you're, you're, you know, first, right. <laughs> you know, what is best first, just like with your podcast, if you knew you wanted to do this, you made it happen, you fucking did it and you can listen to outside people, but you know, best. Right. At the end of the day, you know, best. Mm-hmm. And it just boils down to how well we are willing to get to know ourselves. And if we're actually willing to listen to ourselves. And I think a lot of times it's like, we have to get out of our head and out of our own way. Well, it's that, you, I mean, and there's also the fear component, right? So your gut could be like, I'm going to be a rock star, right? And you're like, as if your gut's telling you that, that's one piece out of the way, taken care of. That's great. Next is like the fear part. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do this? And that part, someone told me once, and I never came from money, but someone's like, it's just money. You'll always find it. You'll work for it. You'll get it. It's just money. Like stop letting it terrorize you. Right. Like when I There's quit so many corporate- things you've said that I feel like we're, we actually, I had no idea how similar we are in the way that we were raised and the, and the things that you've you said. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm like, my dad would always say that to me. It's just money. You can always get more of it. My dad always said that said that to me. It's just money. You can always get more of it. And, and I didn't come from money like that either. So it's not like my parents said that because it was actually disposable. It wasn't. (laughs) Um, so that just like made me like, Whoa. (laughs) Well, people will say that to me. I'm like, okay, cool story, bro. Where's said money. Right. (laughs) Like where am I? Exactly. You know, it's like when I, I was work, I was corporate fashion my whole life. I was Mr. Nine to five. I was like, getting promotions. I worked for Ralph Lauren for 12 years after that day. I went to be creative director of a British brand called Bellstaff. I was fashion director of American Eagle Outfitters for two and a half years, which is a $4 billion brand, which was like, never would have thought that. And one day I hit my corporate wall and was like, I'm sitting like doing my corporate review at my desk. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, why am I working for the man when I can be the man? I know it. I know it deep down, but like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I know it. And so I'm like, okay, I I just moved in this new apartment. I don't have a lot of my savings. How am I going to do this? And I found like, I had done a, I had bought a stock or something and it had made like a couple thousand dollars. I'm like, maybe I could cash that out and that could be enough to pay my rent for two months. It's like, you make it happen. I mean, I had told everyone I know they had opened a new Starbucks on ninth Avenue at 43rd street or something. And I was like, I'm going to go work at that Starbucks. They're like, but you're a creative director of a billion dollar brand. You're going to go work at Starbucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll work at Starbucks. That's how much I know what I'm doing is right. If I need to, I know I can get a job at Starbucks. I'm friendly. I love talking to people. I love coffee and I can totally work at that Starbucks. (laughs) I didn't have to work at that Starbucks, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's money. You find it. You'll make it. You can do it. Um, and that's the fear part. Like, your your inner saboteur is always there. And she's always chatty. And she's always telling you um, that you can't do it. But if you got the, the gut part and the fear part out of the way, you're well on your way to whatever you want to do. That's really what I feel. Wow. 
mic drop moment right there. Oh. I'm going to rewind to why work for the man when I can be the man. <laughs> mic I mean, drop tell me that's not so true. I mean, it's like- It is so true. And we're like post-COVID. That's the other thing that like, I'm so grateful for my online community. It's not big. It's, it's not small, but it's not like millions of followers. But these people have been with me like since when I opened this space this weekend, these people are like, oh, I've been following you since you worked at so-and-so like five, six, seven, eight years ago. And I'm so grateful for these people that, you know, I can inspire because post COVID, I think a lot of people are having that same you and I moment, right? They're like, why am I working for the man? My life changed. Um, my so-and-so in my life got sick. So-and-so was on their deathbed with COVID. Um, I realized I hate my job. I realized I want to travel. And I think, it's a time to take a step back. We were given this reset as scary as it was for a reason. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are in the same boat as you and I, and they're like, I want to be the man. I want to be the woman. Uh, how do I do it? And that's what I'm grateful that I can share on Instagram. Like, you know, yeah, people exactly. are like, I'm, I always don't, do you ever get scared that you're sharing like braggadociously? Like I, I'm like, I'm opening this or I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I don't want anyone to ever think I'm bragging, but what I, I got a message from a guy last night and he's like, it's just really inspiring. And I'm like, that, that is why I'm doing it. That is why I know I, I, to answer that question. I don't, don't. I know my intention. I know what my intentions are. And I know that if I'm celebrating something or I'm excited about something, like if that makes someone else feel a certain way, then that's on them. It's not on me. Like I I have to, I have, yeah, I have to keep living. I have to keep peeling back the layers of who I am. And this world is way too big. It's way too big for any of us to, I mean, of course I care what people think. I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend that I don't care what people think because anybody who says that is, is, you know, probably this lying. Of course we care. It bothers us when, and it hurts our feelings when people don't like us or don't, you know, have negative feelings towards us, but you know, we can't hold on to it. We can't let other people's opinions keep us small. That's for sure. And, And it's like, I guess it's because in the last month, like we've had hit so many milestones just with my new business or personally or whatever. And I keep, I feel the need to share it because these people have been with me for so long and no one said anything. I just, it's one of those inner saboteur things, right? As confident as you are, as much as you build, you're like, am I, I don't know. I don't want anyone to ever think I'm like doing it for clout, right? Like I'm just really proud and I want to inspire other people because I'm sure there's another bullied in the closet, overweight kid in Pennsylvania, like I was, who like wants to be sitting where I am right now, you know? Yes, um, yes, yes. So. And there's a version of that for all of us. There's a version mm-hmm. of that exact story for all of us. And I, and I love that. And it's, and I think that right there in and of itself is always a reason to be inspired to do whatever it is that we want to do in this life is think of your former self, think of the younger version of you. And what would you tell that person? What would you tell that girl? Or what would you tell that boy? What would you say to them? And, and would you hold yourself back in, in, in their eyes? You wouldn't. And so you, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. And so it's like, okay, remembering that as an adult and, and, you know, that more evolved version of ourselves and stepping into that power and, and owning it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's, I think there's no matter what stage of the game that you're in, I think there's always going to be, no matter what, there's going to be someone who has more followers than you, who's more successful, who's more X, more Y, more Z, whatever, right? Totally. And so we can allow those things to hold us back or we can say like, 
I'm going to do it anyways. Right. Yeah. So like, I think you have, I'm, I'm actually not entirely, I know you have over a hundred K um, Instagram, Instagram followers, I right? I'm at, I think I'm at 114. Okay. Look at you. I just checked this morning and I, I try not to look anymore because Instagram has been so awesome about shutting off the, 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 the likes and the this and that, that it mm-hmm. allows us to just actually put out stuff that we care about anymore. Yeah, so I, I, I looked. it's nice not to look and mm-hmm. care. And yes. Just, and just create. Just create. I love that. Um, yeah. So w- what I'm getting at is like, you know, that's it. okay. So 114,000 followers is, is incredible. Right. But then it's like, I, I can't imagine like what you feel like in your shoes, but in my, to put it in perspective for me, I'm like, okay, I've, I think like something like 35 K or something. And I'm like, that's awesome. But there, then there's people with 114 K and then you're like, okay, I have 114, but then there's people with millions and millions of followers. Right. So we can always step into this place where, where we're like, well, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Like, or we can say, I don't have millions of followers, but I'm going to start a candle company anyways. I don't have hundreds of thousands of followers, but like the dream that I have of my own is uh, for my own physical product is that I really, really, really so badly like I want to create uh, my journaling process that I do. I've shared it with a bunch of people, but yeah. I want to create it and like make it a physical product and like also sell that in Target one day. Do um, it. Do it. I have to, we, have to, we should have a coffee date about product because I would love to. It is the most rewarding putting out something that you can hold, you can hold. in your hand with yeah. your name on it that you see someone with someone and buy and support it's like mind-blowing and i mean that whole process was like years in the making of where we are today the fact that we're at bloomingdale's nationwide and i'm sitting in a store and it's like who would have th- it's 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 insanity right i mean it's and terrifying you, you ball cry every five seconds and you're like what am i doing you know but it's like figure it out you, you can 100 percent do it no matter how many stupid followers that you can, the number that's in your mind that you think that number that does not matter. It's based on your expertise and your passion and how good the product is. And you have all of those things. And yeah, that's a whole, you should, you should hundred percent do it and I'll help you whatever you need. I love that. And I will take you up on that. Uh, But I think that's really the moral of the story for anyone out there listening is don't wait until you think you're at a specific place or you think you need to reach this, this, this summit or this place or this, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, don't wait for that moment to do the thing you've always wanted to do or create the thing that you've always wanted to do. Like you can do it right here. You can do it right now. You can, you know what I mean? And, and you just never know what's going to happen until you start taking those steps. And, and that's when things start happening and opportunities present themselves. But if you're not willing to take the step, you're never going to know. Totally. And it's like, I mean, look, we, I'd be silly to say that social media wasn't an important part of the brand building, right? Like, I know for a fact, you know, I'll, like, for example, I've spent $0.00 on advertising online. 90% of my traffic is, drive, is driven from my Instagram. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. And I love Instagram forever for that. And they've helped me build my brand. But you know, there's so much to be said for like half of the things that are happening with the brand now are based on people I've met five years ago that have nothing to do with Instagram growth, uh, packaging development. I'm like, Oh my God, so-and-so I met at that party once or so-and-so whose wife is, you know, there's something about, um, making connection in real life that can help you build a brand too, regardless of how many followers you have. Right. And that's also, um, underpinned by my number one rule in life, which is 
something I would tell to my younger self, which is always stay nice and always be nice. And I, I feel like I was a nice kid and I pride myself on being nice now. I know mean, I never drank alcohol in high school. I never smoked a cigarette. College was another story, but you know, I mean, it's something that I pride myself on. It's really helped my business and you never know who's going to come into your life for five minutes or for five hours, who's going to, who could come back and help you make 5 million in five years, right? You have no idea, you have no clue. And um, this town is small. <laughs> as big it as is. it is, 8 million people are in it. It's a small ass town. And, um, you know, you have one of your name. That's it. And I know a guy who knows how to thrive in a small town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, small town is my wheelhouse. <laughs> That's right. I think you could make any big city feel like a small town because it is true. It is small. Every industry is like tiny. Everybody knows everybody. If you're not nice, That's like true. people know. <laughs> People know, especially now on social media. Oh, I talked to so-and-so and she, and she wasn't that nice to me. I sent her a DM and she wrote me the rudest thing back or whatever. You know, be nice. And no matter what, whether you're trying to launch a product or not, or launch a personal brand or a musician, whatever you are, I think it's something, you know, kill them with kindness is something that has never left me. Yep. Can I flip out on people and, and meltdowns? A hundred percent. I'm a normal human, but I, I really do like to be nice to people. Yeah. So speaking of meltdowns um, mm -hmm. and, you know, you're juggling so many things. I think we started the episode off with, you know, you're wearing so many different hats, you know, yeah. with building Preston Conrad at home and your new you know, physical store that you have and also all of the fashion stuff and, and being a personality on TV when you are, um, you know, how do you manage, how do you manage it all mentally, you know, how do you keep yourself sane? And, you know, for all the entrepreneurs out there who are also juggling a million things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will say it's funny last night I was, I ran into someone on the street who I met in the store over the weekend, who's a new customer. And, um, he was like, what a fun weekend we had in the store shopping your products and meeting you. We followed you online. And I made a joke. I said, I, I started way too late in my life with all these, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like two, I'm almost 40. What am I doing, doing all these things at this late in my life? And it was a joke, but it's semi true, right? Like I've always been a hustler. Um, but, uh, I would start, you know, I started this where I am now in my career. I think I would say I started in my twenties. Right. Um, but one thing I do to juggle everything, like it is a lot. Um, my calendar overwhelms me. I, I say on Instagram every morning, I greet everyone. I'm like, good morning, people. Morning. It's really a more, I'm a morning person. And I never was what, when I was in college and out of college. And, you know, I went through a phase when I moved to New York, like most people where they get overwhelmed by the partying and the going out and the drinking and the running around town. And it wasn't until I kind of left my foot off the gas in that part of my life and started, I think it was SoulCycle, I'm going to be fully honest with you, that kind of like changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I went to Connor's class. He he and I used to work together at Ralph Lauren before he was a Oh, I didn't even trainer. know that. Oh, yeah. I've known him forever. Um, and no he had in this new job. He's like, come on, come try it. I'm like, I don't work out. I'm going out to a club tonight. I'm, you know, having a cigarette on my lunch break. I was that fashion guy, right? Um, and it was an early morning class and it really changed the trajectory of my life. And now my mornings are the most sacred time. I'm up at five every day between five and six is my private time when the city's asleep and I can focus on me. And then I jump into a class like with someone like you and start my day by breaking a sweat. And by eight o'clock, I've 
cleared out the demons in my head from the night before. I've worked on um, my physical health. I've had coffee. I've seen the sunrise. And I, it leads every day into like this happy, uh, happier moment, right? Um, I go to bed relatively early by 10 o'clock and I keep myself organized all day. You know, I have... I live down to the minute on my calendar, even when you and I were trying to schedule this. I was like, well, I have this at this time and this and this, you know, I've become very organized, but it's the mornings. I owe my success and my mental health to my mornings and to taking care of my physical person. Um, I never worked out. I was, you know, overweight my whole life, struggled body issues. Never thought I'd be someone that would ever step foot in a soul cycle class. Like, <laughs> hello. And now I'm a dick. You know, it's like that, that gets me high every day. Carving time out for yourself in the morning is, it's where the magic's at. It's where the magic is at. I mean, people DM me, they're like, oh, I can never get up early. Um, can, and I'm like, I can. wish I could tell you what it did for my life. Like, I wish I could tell you, I don't want to be a preacher of anything, but like, right. I don't care if you get up and don't work out. I don't, I mean, I would want everyone to be healthy, but even if they meditate or, you know, during COVID, I was like meditating. I was, I was really having like a struggle with it. Um, and I wasn't working out as much, but I'd get up and at least watch the news or listen to a podcast quietly in the morning alone before mm -hmm. everyone else woke up. Right. Before the whole world. It's like these moments that we have with ourselves before the whole world filters in. And if the first thing you're doing in the morning, I mean, yeah, of course I have my days where I definitely fall victim to this. But if the first thing you're doing in the morning is reaching over and grabbing your phone and scrolling to what you might have missed in the mere hours that you were sleeping, like that is not how you start your day. <laughs> it's not healthy. And you know, like I, with my consulting agency with Kenneth, it's called Kenneth creative and we service brands creatively. We do ad campaigns. We build pop-up shops. We do store design. And I founded the company in 2015. Um, and we've had all American clients until the last two years or so. We've had a lot of British brands that we work with. And during COVID they're obviously up uh, way before I am. And I got, went through a bit of a rut where I would, First thing in the morning, 4 or 5 a.m., turn over, check my phone to see if England had emailed me, and there'd be like right. 30 emails, and I'm like, this is not the way to start the day. I will right. get to them, know where I live. They know I'm on the East Coast of America. I'm going to go take care of my mental health and my physical being first, and then I'm going to get onto the phone. So that is a major game changer for me. Daytimes, morning times, yeah, and CBD at night. Mm. I'm going to be yeah. honest. Are you it's a like, Yeah. Just like, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, you know, smoke weed. I don't do, you know, I'm pretty normal person, but, um, I don't take drugs. I mean, but the CBD to like wind my brain down as like a highly active creative has helped me a lot at like seven o'clock when I need to like shut it off. I haven't gotten on the CBD train, but I've been, I have a bunch of it. People send it to me all the time. I'm sure but you I just have haven't. tons of it. They must yeah. send you everything. <laughs> I think I get CBD in the mail like every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be in my head. Who knows if it works. But um, Actually, that's a great um, – I should have – I have a girlfriend who actually owns a CBD company. She's on the Under Armour team, um, and she lives in Austin. So I should probably have her on the podcast so that I can become more educated on CBD. You and uh, you, yeah. I mean, even if it doesn't really work for me, that – uh, even you know, even if it's like placebo effect, I will say it's it all goes back to ritualistic things. My morning rituals, my evening rituals, and I think that is what keeps my multiple hats on my head. Like I run from Access Hollywood back to the store, into a meeting to see you, to go here, to go there. It's wild. Um, yeah. And yes, I'm tired, and yes, my knees hurt. <laughs>
<laughs> Love it. So in let's talk about future Preston. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, here's what I'm seeing. I'm like, are you going to be like one of the hosts of Access Hollywood one day? Are you going to have the, you know, the whole at-home thing in a Target? Are you going to have your own show on HGTV? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to do all three of the things that I just mentioned? <laughs> oh, my God. Are you good? Do you want to be my manager? Because yeah. you, you, <laughs> I mean, I want to do all those things. Um, it's weird. So, you know, I wanted to be on TV when I was in college and then I got mm-hmm. into fashion by accident because it paid the bills because I needed to pay rent. And then I got back into TV because of my job in fashion. So like We're the same person. It all came full circle. I was like, you know, I got a call one day being like, do you want to be on this TV show pilot with Joan Rivers um, on Bravo with Andy Cohen and Billy Eichner? And that was my first TV gig out of school. And it was a pilot live at Sony it didn't go to air, but it re- I was like, holy shit, I got this beat because I, I gave up TV because I went into fashion. And then, you know, again, it goes back to being nice, meeting people. You always you'll get a call from someone. Hey, I need a fashion guy on today's show to do so and so because, you know, someone you met at a dinner. And so I'm back in TV again. And it's a huge um, passion of mine. It's more of like an underpinning of what I'm building but I love sharing on TV. I mean, I do Access Hollywood every Thursday and Wendy Williams, when I think the season just is ending or has just ended, but we'll do that a couple times a month. And I'd love to have my own, you know, HGTV thing. I mean, I think at the end of the day, my ethos is like living a stylish life shouldn't be expensive and shouldn't be complicated and should be fun. Whether that means clothes, whether that means dog things, whether that means candles, home decor, I think everyone wants to, live a stylish life. And I think it's intimidating for a lot of people. So if I could share that on TV, if I could share that at Target, if I could share that uh, with my own brand that we have now, like that's what I see myself doing. Um, Because when I was a kid growing up, buying stuff at Kmart that made me feel stylish, even though they cost $11, I want to recreate that, you know? Right. Because anybody can feel that. It's a feeling, feeling. you know, it should make you feel happy. It's like, you know, it sounds cliche, but everyone's like, fashion's all about expressing your personal stuff. But I mean, it it really is. I mean, it's like I had a magazine in here interviewing me, you know, why'd you launch candles? Why'd you start with home fragrance? And I'm like, honestly, because I wanted to start a brand that anyone could buy, whether you're male, female, non-binary, size zero, size 24, um, that would make over your space without having to buy a new couch or a new dress. I mean, that's why. Um, Amen. For all people. <laughs> so yes, to, to answer your question, all the things you listed, I will be doing. Yes. <laughs> Great. I can't wait. I will be tuning in for all of the above. And I'm sure that everyone who's listening today can probably relate uh, to loving you as much as I do. And will also be tuning in along the journey. So Thank you. yeah. Any uh, Anything else you want to share? And then I do have a final question for you, but if there's anything else you want to share, let us know. Oh my gosh. Um, it, I, I would say just in like what I'm starting to see, I started to see it mid-pandemic. I'm seeing it a lot now, just in the DMs on my Instagram is more curiosity around doing what, let's say you or I do, which is breaking free from some sort of um, restraints or mold in the job you have and Mm -hmm. doing something else, whether that means leaving your job, starting a side hustle, starting a podcast, starting a personal brand. I would listen if, 
what I would say is I would listen to that intuition. Anyone listening? Because I think a lot of people are having it. You know, Joe Schmo, who works in insurance in Idaho, maybe he wants to start up almond butter brand because during the COVID, he, you know, and it's like, listen to that. There's something there. Um, right. And I, I think that's where like my life unlocked was listening to like getting out of the box that I was put in again, like working for the man when you can be the man. It's like, I started to listen to it a little bit. I started to tap into it and I finally took it and ran with it. And if you're starting to feel that way, if you felt it during COVID and you need a sounding board, you can DM me. If you need advice, you can DM me, but start a Pinterest board, you know, like make a vision board. You want to make products pin pin. That's how my home brand started. It was on Pinterest. I was just pinning stuff that looked like what I wanted to create. And it all of a sudden I was just sketching packaging on the notepad and, you know, just listen to it is what I will say. It'll reward you as scary as it is. It'll be rewarding. Let it all unfold by just being curious. Yeah. I mean, when did you start, when did you start your podcast? I mean, cause I know you told me about it, but what you had, how long have you had this idea? When did you, because you did it. Oh, I, I had this idea for many, many moons. It was a long, it was a long time coming. Um, But for me, it was like, I also, as much as I want to listen to my my intuition and follow my heart and my gut, I also am someone who's like, I don't need to force anything and I don't need to rush anything. So yep. there were other people, I think, that came out with podcasts. A lot of people. I mean, a lot of people have a podcast. And then there were moments where I was like, oh my God, so-and-so has a podcast. I got to hurry up. I got to do it. I got to do it. I'm like, for what? Why? I don't need to rush anything. I, the universe yep. will like make it happen for me when it like needs to happen. And so... I want. I knew I wanted to do it right. I knew I needed uh, to have help. I knew I needed to have a producer. I knew I needed to have someone like in my corner to help me do this. I knew I couldn't do it on my own, and I knew I would go crazy if I did do it on my own. So mm-hmm. I guess financially, I needed to be in a place where I could afford a producer. And so you know, different circumstances changed, and and kind of like you know, I started working with. I mean, I'll just say with Super Coffee, and mm-hmm. as soon as that partnership uh, aligned. I was like, okay, the time is now. I love so, that yeah, yeah, it's great, right? I'll send you some. Oh, anyway. um, yeah. So as soon as uh, as soon as that partnership happened, it was like the I knew in that exact moment. I was like, okay, it's time. So I was like, this is this is the moment. And uh, once I could afford it and figure out how to put all my ducks in a row, I was like, all right, let's it's go time. So now we are in, uh, I think episode ten. Oh my god, this amazing. week. Tomorrow will be episode 10. Yes. Um, so we're just, you know, the ball's rolling and we're just, we're doing it, making it happen. I'm so proud of you. It's Thank really, you. It's, it's awesome. It's really remarkable. I know you have to, you're up to so many things and you're out, like inspiring people day to day in IRL. So it's awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I mean, you sort of answered it in the last, you know, bit that you said, but I kind of close out every interview the same, which is what advice would you give your former self? So, you know. I mean, you weighing pumpkins. Yeah, weighing pumpkins. I mean, at the risk of sounding cliche, I mean, looking back at my childhood, it was awesome, right? I mean, yes, it was hard and it was the 90s and, you know, it was normal American life, like coming home when the sun sets, no cell phone, playing out in the dirt, like that kind of thing. But so when I look back at it, I, I look back at it as a really happy time, but I definitely, you know, was discouraged often just whether it's like bullies at school or feeling the constraints of a small town or not having the car that my other friend in high school had. And I would say just to myself that like, keep 
keep on keeping on, right? Like it's, you know, I don't want to say it gets better because it wasn't like, I, I know that it stands for something really important. Um, and I, I didn't live that, that rough of a bullied life, but it was, you know, keep on keeping on. And I, I would say that to someone who lives here on 47th street or someone who's on a farm weighing pumpkins in Pennsylvania. Like if you have a passion and you know that something's inspiring you, like, I, like I said, I didn't know it was fashion. I didn't know it was TV. I just was inspired by creativity. And I knew that it was like, I wasn't going to be no math petition. I'll tell you that. Like I knew I was going to do something creative and I'm like, let me keep on keeping on. And I'm going to surround myself with things that inspire me creatively. Maybe that's clothes. Maybe that's working at the school newspaper, doing layouts of features, you know, I mean, just kind of like wiggle your way down the path of what's making you tick and keep on keeping on and, and be nice to people the whole time. The whole time you can be mean to people secretly and vent on, you know, not, not behind their back, but you can vent about having a bad day privately. You know, I mean, it's really about treating people with kindness and it'll, it'll pay you back. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that people are going to love this episode and want to share it. So I oh thank God. you. You are the best. Thanks for having me. I'm very honored. I hope I see you IRL soon. And I want to start building your journal company. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, I, will, I will see you soon. And thanks so much for being on. Bye. All right. All right. All right. I told you this was going to be a good one. And if I'm being completely honest, you guys, like it was even like better than I expected it to be. Like I knew Preston was going to be awesome, but just learning so many different things about him and how hard he's worked to get to where he is and how many different odd jobs he's worked to get to where he is today uh, is just really inspiring. It's like, you know, no matter where you are on your journey, as I always say, you're exactly where you're supposed to be, but it's just believing in yourself and the power that believing in yourself has over your life and your ultimate success. And if we're willing to believe in ourselves, it might sound silly, it might sound cliche, but anything is possible. Anything is possible. And I think that's the biggest thing that I hope that you took away from today's episode is that you don't need to wait for your life to begin. Your life is already happening right here, right now, right in front of you, right where you are. And so start with what you have, begin right now and just take whatever leap of faith it is and jump all the way into whatever it is that you're kind of like thinking about or wondering about or are curious about. Whatever it is, you can do that thing if and only if you're willing to believe in yourself. So go do that. I hope you enjoyed all that Preston had to say today. Uh, make sure that you follow him on Instagram at Preston Conrad. Make sure that you stop into his brand new store. I think he said it was on 47th Street, but of course you can figure that out from his Instagram. And yeah, we're just going to follow along on his journey. And I know that it has been a great one thus far, and he will probably only continue to inspire and do amazing things. So thanks for listening today. Share this with someone that you love, because as I always say, that is how this thing grows. Please, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram at Victoria Brown, and make sure that you follow our podcast page at Very Best Self. And most importantly, if you've got a moment, we would so, so, so appreciate if you would give us five stars, 
definitely subscribe and write us a quick review. That is all for today. I will see you next week. <laughs>